JetCast Nation, welcome to episode number 28. As always, I am Pat, that's Ray, and we have a lot to talk about. It's been a week since we last spoke. Um, the offensive line, there's a lot of question marks going on right now, Ray. Uh, what do you think is going on? What, who do you think is going to be the starting five? Well, we've just seen recently that the Jets moved Makai Becton from left tackle. He's now starting to get reps at right tackle. There's practice videos coming out all over the place. At the end of the day, I think he's going to end up being given probably the primary starter slot going into the season. We've seen Billy Turner. He's getting, you know, there's a reason why they call him Billy Turnstile out and in, in, uh, with the Packers. Yep. He looked awful at camp. Supposedly, Max Mitchell is really hot and cold. we got to remember as Jet fans, he's a developmental prospect. Last year, he was a fourth-round pick. Yeah, did he get some spots and he looked pretty good in it last year? We as Jet fans think so, but believe it or not, he didn't grade out that great last year. So he's still developmental. I think they're going to look more towards 2024 to have Max Mitchell be the permanent starter at right tackle. But all indications is that Becton is going to get the primary starting position. I want to address one thing really quick. David Bakhtiari. We keep hearing his name being thrown around. People say, oh, the Jets have inquired. Let me address this really quick. It's very simple. There is a salary cap in the NFL, and it is not fake. His dead cap, if he is traded, is $38 million. Think about what that means. They're going to eat a $38 million dead cap hit, and Jordan Love, who is starting for the first time in his entire career, going to have the full season. They're going to take his left tackle and remove it. I do not see that happening. This tackle solution is going to have to be solved with the players that are on this current roster. I think the linchpin here is Dwayne Brown. They need him to come back. He's got to start practicing. Yep. Um, I know he's a veteran. Maybe he doesn't need as much practice. He needs to make sure he's rehabbed and it's just at least in football shape. But once you have him back and he's at left tackle, then I feel more comfortable having Makai at right tackle. Because for me, the starting five are pretty simple. It's going to be Dwayne Brown, Lincoln Tomlinson, McGovern, uh, AVT, and then and then Becton. I know there's a bit of a toss up right now with McGovern and Titman, but I think it's going to be McGovern just because of the he you know he is a veteran. Um, but yeah, the, what the, do you think about ABT potentially playing right tackle? We've seen that thrown out a little bit this year uh, lately, and maybe Titman playing guard a little bit. What do you think about that? I mean, it's a possibility, but. Um, you know, he hasn't practiced much at, at guard, and he's only played very little in, in college. Now, he does have the versatility. He has the height to play guard. But, um, sure. <laughs> yeah, but if you're, if you're tagging him as your future center, I don't think you, um, I don't think you, you, you stop that or you hamper that by putting him at guard for a season. Um, I think AVT and Becton are the best is the best combination on, on the right-hand side. Um, because if you put ABT there, then you're trying to fill a hole at guard, and Beckton's not going to play guard, right? So what's well, the, that's for sure. Right. So the, the best combination, as long as Beckton's healthy, which all indications say that he is, um, that's going to be ABT and, and Beckton. But again, we got to have we got to have Brown back. He's been on the sidelines. He's been watching practice. Um, he's got to be in football shape. He's got to be ready week one. Um, yeah, well, we keep hearing also Makai Becton is supposedly mulling guys in the run game, but I've seen a lot of videos of him getting beat in pass protection. Supposedly, maybe he doesn't trust that knee fully as of right now, and hopefully over the next several weeks that can you know change. But 
we may be in for a rude awakening. We might have to be having tight ends on the right side of that line, chipping, assisting, leaving backs in the backfield, which, you know, week one against Buffalo is not the team I want to be testing that out against. But, you know, we've even seen the visible frustration on hard knocks with Coach Sala, even uh, Rodgers. Can we effing block somebody? And somebody mm-hmm. blocked somebody, and supposedly I seen that Rich Samini tweeted out, I believe it was yesterday, out of 10 plays, Rodgers was technically sacked on six of them and looked like he was running for his life. But we got to remember, we might have a top three or maybe the best, depending on a guy like Will McDonald, defensive line coming into this season. So we got to take that into accountability because – Beckton missed time last year. ABT missed time last year. Brown missed time last year. These guys are still becoming a cohesive unit. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time. These pass rushers, whether it's JFM, Clemens, McDonald, Johnson, Huff, I mean, Quinn and Williams for crying out loud, the last guy on that line, that's who they're practicing against. Already a top three defensive line in the NFL. So as Jeff fans, I just preach to you guys, just please be patient. And just hope that Rodgers is going to be able to get these guys in line before the season starts. Another thing to to just keep in mind with that Rich Samini uh, tweet saying that he was sacked a, a ton of times. That that was with the joint practices against mm-hmm. the Bucks. Lincoln Tomlinson wasn't practicing. AVT yep. wasn't practicing. You think I, I forget who? I think Billy Turner and Max I think Mitchell Tippin was at center too. Tippin was at like center. That. You had Billy Turner and you had Max <clears throat> Mitchell on the ends. Then you had, I think, Cologne, right? And you had Wes uh, uh, Schweitzer. Schweitzer, you know, in there. So you did not have your first team offensive line in there. So mm-hmm. I'm honestly not that worried about it. Um, but but yeah, we just we. It's, they, he's certainly frustrated. Rogers is is, is certainly frustrated. Um, I would be too. Um, we saw that during Hard Knocks. And they have to get the five guys set, and they have to start working together. Um, not only for Roger's sake, but for the the, the run game's sake too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now Beckton, he's always been a better run blocker than a pass blocker. He's always been able to pancake people. His pass protection has been has been average at the left tackle position. The last time we saw him play two years ago. Um, being on the right, there's more stress on his right knee, the one that, you know, he was surgically repaired twice now. So, you know, maybe he needs to just, like I said before, maybe he needs to just get that confidence back. But as far as the run game goes, uh, Brees Hall is back. Thank God. And, and we signed Dalvin Cook. We haven't said that. I know. We're getting we're, we're getting to it. <laughs> but, we yeah, Brees Hall is back. He had only, he's had two practices now. I think, and you know it's basically two hand touch. They're not tackling, but he looks like he has the confidence back at his knee. He is quick. He is hitting the holes. He has that uh, burst, and I'm just so happy for him. I know one Jets drive uh, teased a, t- uh, a trailer where they actually yes. followed him his entire recovery, which nobody knew about, and I'm really excited to watch. Um, and yeah, Dalvin Cook. We, I didn't think it was going to happen. Last week we had Pete Hoffman on. He didn't think it was going to happen. I asked him flat out. I'm like, I'm getting Dalvin Cook. He goes, no. And, you know, I was in the same boat. 
I thought he was just using us to get to Miami, and that wasn't the case. Comes out now that he wanted to be here the whole time. And, you know, he did say that on Good Morning Football. You know, before he met and and before he came to the facility, before he uh, watched practice, he went on Good Morning Football the day before. And he said, you know, the reason why he's so intrigued is because of Rodgers. It's funny. You he know, said he didn't even need Rodgers to recruit him. He said just Rodgers at name, Rodgers at tape. Everybody knows who, who that guy is. It's Exactly. And there was nothing coming out of his camp. And I fell for it. Everybody on social media fell for it. There was nothing coming out of his camp that indicated that he was holding out to get Miami to move their number up. It was all just us talking in our echo chambers and Miami fans trying to spew their nonsense and at the end of the day, you should have just listened to what he was actually saying. And he wanted to be a Jet. He is now a Jet. And we now have the best running back duo in the entire league. Okay, so let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we haven't spoken since the Carolina game. Mm-hmm. Um, Will McDonald, holy crap. I know he's playing against, at least later in the game, he's playing against second teamers, but he played against Icky um, in the beginning of the game, and he was giving him everything. And I am so excited for this defensive line. Um, you, There is nothing but power and... An and elite ability on this entire line. And Quinnen and JFM didn't even play. Um, JJ, I, I think he just needed to change his number back to 11. He is a completely <laughs> different player. He looks like he put on weight, he put on some muscle. And... He's he was getting in there. Even the, even the third stringers, the guys that aren't going to be on the team, aren't going to make the team. We're getting in on there. So uh, it's it, it is a testament to uh, Robert Sala's ability to coach up that defensive line. He did it in in San Francisco, and now he's doing it here. Right, and I would love to see this. I want to see them do it again this week, this weekend coming up, because Will McDonald was so explosive off the line. He even talked about it, if you if you hear him. He was setting guys up with the outside rush. He says, I got him leading, I got him leading. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the tape, you see how smart this guy was. He did not break the all-time Big 12 sack record by accident held by Von Miller. And everyone can say, oh, he played more games. He played one more game than Von Miller and broke the record. He saw the back getting ready to chip him on the outside. And did the spin move to come back in. That is wise beyond his years. And we've seen Johnson set up his guy on the, on the other side, on the, on the right side, but it also was spin move. You saw the defensive you know, line getting pressure all game long to shut them out. It just showed like even our backups in the secondary. Now, we got to remember, Carolina, they're just not 
Good. Let's just call it for what it is. We heard reports all week long that the Jets' defensive line was dominating them nonstop. One of my favorite things to see was sack, was uh, Quinn Williams going sack, 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 sack. I had to have ten sacks already. Oh my gosh! And then and then you see Aaron Rodgers hold, going like this. Yep. Because he got his eleventh sack. Like it is just. I actually think that Quinn Williams is going to take his game to another level this year and it's it's crazy to even think that he could do that but i think he will and we're gonna sit back and see the impact that he's going to have the fact that we run that wide nine defense where you'll have clemens huff johnson and mcdonald on the edges you have to double team quinn and williams on the inside so what are you gonna have six people blocking every single play and with this elite secondary good luck one thing I'm so excited about with this defense, and we didn't do it a lot last year, but if we recall early on, DJ Reed, what did he say? We're still trying to get our cadence down. Our guys don't know where they're going. You know, this is the second year in all as this group is together with DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. I fully expect this defense to be elite coming right out the gate, and I can't wait to watch them play smash mouth football week one with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is used to being able to step up in the pocket, get around the outsides. We have guys with crazy speed. Jermaine Johnson, we saw him run him down last year. Obviously, McDonald's got the speed. You got guys like Huff. Quincy Williams is back. I am so excited to watch how fast this defense plays. And you know what? They better be dominant because this is the third yeah. season now in this system, right? It's not the offense where it's a whole new install. <laughs> this is their third season. The first season, they were still learning the system. The second uh, second year, you could see that it clicked and we were a top five defense. Now there's no excuses. We need to be dominant the entire year. And this just goes to, you know, uh, back back to the coach, back to Sala. Um I I think he's doing just a phenomenal job. I think th- there's a lot of you know a lot of stuff on social media talking about how he's not in command and how Rodgers is really running the show. Um I don't believe that for one second. And episode 2 of Hard Knocks showed a side of Robert Hall that I- I've never seen that no one's really ever seen where he he put that offensive line on blast and he had to and i was so happy to see that to see that edge to see that no nonsense um uh authority you know authority figure you know come come out of him alpha male alpha male um i i to me there's never been a question on how good of a, of a coach sala is but I always did kind of a little bit have, you know, wonder, you know, is he really someone, a leader of men? Is he really somebody that the team was going to follow? And um, that just, that second episode, that scene there really, really broke it down for me. Re- really, really, you know, set me in a mindset of, you know, this is the coach that, that we need, finally. Um, he is a no-nonsense football coach, and we finally got to see that. Yeah, well, you know what? I, a lot of these guys don't get to where they're going because they're a nice guy. One thing sure. I like that he said in his press conference, if I got something to say, I'm not going to be saying it in the in the press. It doesn't do anything. He goes behind closed doors. The one thing 
that I love that came out of these episodes that we're all watching. One thing he talks about is the silent tape. Don't let your silent tape be bad. Let it speak for itself. When you're in that dark room watching that silent tape, you get so much from it. You could just tell by the guy's energy on the field whether they have the juice, whether they're covering the right assignment, yep. whether they're getting off the ball fast, yep. whether they're diagnosing the play pre-snap. There's so much you get off of that silent tape. And we know as we've broken down a lot of that coach's film, when you're watching it silently, it, it, it brings a whole different aspect. So he knows he knows the words to say. They got that whole thing. It was funny. I seen the interview that he did. They're like, is that really true? He did on WFAN. Is that really true? That whole eagle story, the crow pecks at its neck, so the eagle rises as high as it can go until the crow falls off and it like suffocates, and he's like, well, I don't know. You know it's like, <laughs> he says half the stuff that he says isn't even true. That was what was hysterical about him. He is a real guy. The players can relate, and but when he needs to, he cracks down. He's not going to do it on the field and embarrass his players, but I have no doubt in my mind behind closed doors he's willing to crack the whip you know he gave an interview uh recently where someone asked him you know how do you coach a hall of fame player like Mm. rogers um you know do you go to him for advice and and he basically said and you know this is a a no-brainer of an answer where it's like he said you know this guy has been uh i think the quote was has been you know having live bullets shot at him for the last 19 seasons he probably knows more than 75 percent of the offensive coordinators offensive coaches out there why wouldn't i go to him and ask him what he thinks about certain things and he is he is even being able to give information that is making the defense better so you know this team is on a, just a different level this year. I and it is a testament to not only Sala, but it's a testament to Joe Douglas for bringing in, um, being able to bring in Aaron Rodgers. He he has changed, you know, everything. And you know, this game coming up um, against the Bucks. Um, what am I looking for? Um, you know, I don't know how many starters are going to play, right? Usually, um, this is the game where it's like a dress rehearsal for the season, right? You have the most starters that are going to play, but are we really going to see Lincoln Thompson or really, really going to see ABT play? Or even Mackay Becton. I Mackay Becton has got to start at right tackle. In it's going to be interesting. I don't know if he they're going to do it. I don't know. He has to. I, I don't know how he has to be the starting right tackle. There is no better option. There is, there isn't there is someone. I know. I just don't know if there, he's right? going to trust his knee. That's what's so it's such yeah. a gamble. Think about it. He's only getting twenty to thirty snaps in the last game, and he took himself out of the first game. So now he's back kicking on his bad knee. I just don't. I think that if anything, he'll play the last game of the preseason. They'll get him out there a little bit, and then they're going to kind of gamble with it. And, he's gonna uh, play. He's he's gonna play against the Bucks, but I want to be. I want him on the first team offense. He'll play. Right. He'll get out there, obviously, <laughs> but I want him to see him at right tackle with the first. Team I think offense. right now they. I hate to say this. I think they think Billy Turner is the actual starter on oh, offensive line. God, look, I hope at, not. look at last game. They played Max Mitchell. They yeah. played him. They didn't play Billy Turner, and you don't play your starters then. So, 
I think right now it's probably Billy Turner's job to lose. Billy Turner is awful, as we all know. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just it's what it is. And I don't like to dump on players, but we got to be honest here. That's why people listen to us because we're honest. You know, and uh, talking to a couple of former NFL players this past week, they also see the hole at right tackle, and they're not immune to it. You know, we've heard Damian Woody and Spaces and some of the players that we also know. They everybody knows about the right tackle. Yep. And if you think other teams aren't scouting that, getting ready to attack that, the Jets are going to have to make a game plan where they're going to be able to protect that right side. Because if Rodgers is running for his life, it doesn't matter what offensive weapons you have. It doesn't matter about the Corey Davises, the the Lazards, the Will, you know, the Wilsons, the Conklins, right. the Uzamas, the Rock. It doesn't matter because teams are going to take advantage of that. Now, hopefully, Dalvin Cook could help with that. Maybe pass blocking a little, identifying blitzes in the backfield. We'll see, but. That's you know it's scary to think right now. Right, I think we're finally going to see Garrett Wilson play. I think Sauce is going to probably get some time too, so that that's going to be exciting to see. Um, but I just want to see you know Zach has done exactly what I need him to do for as a backup, right? He's played fine. I don't think he's made any crazy egregious errors so far in the in these first two um, in the Hall of Fame game and and the game last week. Um. But uh, I, I'm excited to see some more starters, and I just, I just, you know, the the biggest hole on this team, like you said, is right tackle, and it has to be Makai, and that's that's where I'm going to stand. That's the hill I'm going to die on. Yeah, so. I agree. All right, so thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk to you again in a week or so. Um, if you are new here, please subscribe. It really helps me and Ray put this channel together. It's the best way that you can support us. Ray, any last words? Come out healthy tomorrow night. Oh, yep. Saturday night, whatever. Just come out healthy. That's healthy. all I care about. I don't care about the stats. If we lose, if we lose 40 to nothing, I don't care. Just come out healthy. Exactly. And I, I'll I'll echo that. Just, uh, you know, I just need everybody to be healthy. <laughs> like that's, that's what it comes down to. All right. So we'll talk soon, everybody. Uh, thanks for watching. Go Jets. Ch- ch-